Welcome to Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The show is produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information, visit investupmi.com. Here is the host of Lead to Succeed, former CEO of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, Steve Arwood. Welcome to another edition of Lead to Succeed, brought to you by InvestUp. Our continuing conversation with leaders across the Upper Peninsula, leaders in business, leaders in education, and today leaders in healthcare. With me today is Bob Crum, President and CEO of the Schoolcraft Memorial Hospital. How are you today? Excellent. Great. Um, I take it that spring has sprung in Manistique, uh, or is it, uh, is it acting like it wants to? Yeah, we had uh, actually, we had summer last week and we're back to spring this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that way down here too. Well, um, you and I attended a very interesting event uh, last week, uh, the first ever uh, CEO summit that was uh, held in Marquette, Northern Michigan University, put on by InvestUp. You were there along with your other leaders in healthcare. And for the readers or, or the readers, the listeners that uh, uh, were not able to get to that event, um, I thought maybe I'd just highlight um, a little bit of the data and get your reflection on it. I, I often assume that uh, the leadership of the Upper Peninsula knows this data. I think a lot of it probably they knew intuitively, but I think there was some really uh, hard-hitting data points at the, um, at the summit, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on them and what they mean for you. And I'll just kind of give you my, my, my three high, uh, highline data points. One, um, the Upper Peninsula continues to lose population. Um, that has been a trend that's continued for 50 years um, and it is shrinking. 30% um, uh, of the state's land mass is now less than 3% of its population and that continues to go down. Secondly, uh, of the demographic that we probably need the most for the future of the Upper Peninsula, the 18 to kind of 34-year-old demographic, um, it, it, it kind of spikes when they achieve educational attainment, you know, secondary education, and as they move toward their 30s, it kind of dips down. And then our growth pattern appears to be those my age and older. Mm -hmm. Um, who are either returning to the Upper Peninsula to retire or think it's a good place to live, or it's just a combination of, uh, you know, less births, more older people. Um, did that information kind of startle you? Did it, did it, is it something you knew? Is it something intuitive? Uh, what, what do you make of that? I mean, what was your impression of that data? So, uh, because we're a hospital, we're, I'm pretty familiar with that data, uh, but it, it is shocking for the uh, economic future of the uh, UP. And uh, the, the health of a hospital requires a good economic future of, of a community, uh, no matter where the hospital is. And if we continue to have nothing but seniors who are dying faster than young people are having babies, uh, it doesn't bode well for not just hospitals, but education, uh, all of those areas. Uh, the other thing that was uh, shocking to me 
is we we have that demographic here in in the great universities that we have in the Upper Peninsula, but we don't seem to be able to convince them that we have opportunity for them. Yet everybody I talked to at the uh, summit said they're just desperate for for high caliber employees of every kind. So uh, that was the most startling part to me. How are we not getting that across to these uh, these uh, that age demographic that, Mm. boy, there's great jobs, whether it's engineering, whether it's in healthcare. Uh, You know, healthcare isn't just physicians and nurses. There's a lot of different opportunities, whether it's accounting or uh, imaging. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just a lot of different opportunities and people don't always think of that. There's all kinds of uh, trade uh, opportunities here. And uh, it's just, it's just, uh, that was the most shocking thing is the part that we need the most and everybody's crying for seems to be the part we're not able to hold on to. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I found interesting in, in Richard Shuba's, uh, the pollster Richard Shuba's presentation was um, he somewhat contends as he looks at uh, the opinion of, of this age group about optimism that there's opportunity in the Upper Peninsula that. Um, when they graduate from high school or maybe shortly after they graduate from college of that demographic, there's high optimism until they hit about the age 30 and then it really dips off. And he contends that while there is great opportunity for young people in the UP, it's that second and third opportunity Mm -hmm. that, you know, for growth advancement and and so on. Do, Do you, I noticed you had 28, I I looked on your website, you had 28 open jobs, uh, probably more today. That was yesterday I looked or the day before (laughs) yesterday. Uh, And as you said, all across the map from uh, very technical to, to, uh, you know, to accounting, to patient care management, does the hospital look at that and say, I I mean, how, how did, is the hospital think about that advancement for some of these hires in order to keep that that quality uh, kind of employee moving through the system? I know a hospital can be very uh, specific to the technical training or the degree needed, but um, how's it going for you in, in retention and 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 uh, you know getting those people and then then keeping those good people? So the, the uh, number of open positions is greater than I've seen in years. And our ability to re, uh, attract people has gone down significantly. We're by far the, the uh, largest employer and uh, best opportunity uh, for a job opportunity in, in the county and the periphery of the other counties that we serve. And uh, we're sometimes getting no applicants. Uh, So we're trying, uh, to your question, we're trying to grow people from within. And uh, one of the things that uh, we started just this last year is we're taking our own staff and training them to be medical assistants. So they can get a certified medical assistant certificate by going through our program and then work uh, in the clinic. Um, and we've, we're just 
uh, on the verge of graduating our first cohort of six. Wow. And we're just starting to get uh, sign up for the second group. And we've got three people signed up already. Wow, that's uh, that's great. When you look at those statistics, going back to those demographic statistics, and you have to think long term um, for your capital planning, for your front fundraising, and what is Schoolcraft County uh, demographically and the region you serve look like in 10, 15, 20 years? Does a lot of that go into how you're planning for, you know, to care for the residents of that part of the UP over time? Absolutely. Uh, that that's why I'm pretty familiar with those uh, those curves mm -hmm. because uh, that plays a, a great deal into what kind of physicians do we need? Um, you know, should we be looking for geriatricians instead of family doctors and and pediatricians? Uh, that's the kind of thing we take a hard look at. Should we be getting cardiologists instead of internal medicine doctors? Uh, so those are all things that play into our future planning. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of talk uh, too about uh, internships and the use of internships, you know, down into the high school level, uh, if possible to expose and, um, kind of capture, if you will, the interest of, of the region, young people, whether they're trying to figure out what they want to do for a career after, or what they want to do for education after high school, or even while they're being, uh, you know, matriculated at one of our universities or community colleges. Has, has the hospital uh, approached this internship idea and said, you know, how, you know can we, how do we connect those interested in healthcare and for internships? So we work with uh, we work with the high school here, uh, and the high school in Big Bay to uh, bring students in. Um, we work with uh, uh, Bay College. We work with Northern uh, to bring uh, mostly nursing students. We work as far as uh, 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 Grand Valley to get other types of students like uh, imaging and physical therapy students. Um, we try to expose them and let them see, because uh, a lot of these kids are down there are from the UP and they don't realize there's opportunity here. Yeah. When they get there, and I mean, again, this is that kind of going back to some of the, the survey questioning and, the, and the, the rank order of what's on everybody's mind. When they get to Manistique or they get to one of the communities that you serve, um, and they're either working for you or interested in working for you. What, what is the limiter? What do you hear from them? You know, a great opportunity here, but a great opportunity here, but um, what are what are the buts uh, that you hear? Well, the the buts, uh, quite honestly, is can I find a place to rent or buy? Uh, because the market's pretty tight right now. And the other thing is, I, I, I would like to be uh, more remote, but then I can't get the internet. Um, so <laughs> like me, down yeah, here, like you, in the, in the uh, middle of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. you're Lansing and you can't yeah, get it. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, but that's, these, mm -hmm. these kids are connected. These students are connected. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big uh, uh, 
a shock for them that, uh, you know, if you go out by Smith Lake, you aren't going to not only get yeah. uh, get internet, you're not going to get cell phone service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I would say for anybody at, at any point in their career ladder or any point in their you know, deciding where they're going to live. I mean, you know, the first question is generally, I had a great job opportunity. Where am I going to live? Yeah. Um, you know, that's the next question. Where am I going to live? Where are my kids going to go to school? Mm-hmm. You know, what does my community look like? If you um, think about that in the, in, the, in the region you're in, and if you were able to, not only as a business leader, uh, but as an economic development leader, uh, and a catalyst because of your employment base, you know, have an opportunity to make some recommendations. And I, I always ask this question, if you had a bunch of money you could spend on something that would really, you know, galvanize that region, um, what, what would that be? I mean, what would you say needed to be done most? I think it's that infrastructure, uh, some some uh, housing, some uh, uh internet and cellular expansion mm-hmm. uh and a uh in a brew house <laughs> <laughs> maybe you get somebody they seem to be popping up all over marquette maybe you can get get one maybe i get, get one, one to, to come to, down here get one to do a brand you know you have an unparalleled uh, i mean location of in yes, the world we're right I on mean, lake I, michigan i mean it's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful town and it's um it's come a long way, you know, in the 40 years I've been driving through it um, or to it or north of it, um, it, it is hung on and it's, it's, it's when it started to show its signs of age, it, it got a new life. I mean, it, it, yeah. tell me a bit about the optimism in that town and, and what's making that work. Is it the people that have been there for a long time have said, okay, we're going to or do this or you experience a lot of outside influx of people and money that are making some of this happen i i think it's new people and it's also people who are grew up here uh have gone somewhere else and have made money and and say we can't let it go down the tubes we're going to invest back in our community mm-hmm. and uh whether it's the hospital fundraising or the paper mill uh, you know, that kind of stuff has, uh, and then, and then just some innovative thinking. I mean, uh, the city putting in that, uh, that, uh, uh, RV park right on Lake Michigan, that thing's been full from day one, but they did it right. You know, every kind of hookup is right at your campsite. You don't have to go, go find uh, water. You don't have to go fill up a tank. You get, everything's right there just well thought out people love it and it's drawing people to the community as a hospital you probably find it and as a major employer you probably find it not only necessary but in your best interest to support the champions of your town um, and those that are doing the good work Um, i would guess you probably have um, a nucleus of of doers and go-getters, um, how do you how do you keep those people moving and keep it consistent and make sure that those efforts are sustained? It's one of the problems I find in a lot of small communities. It's just you know one or two people or three people that you know they're everywhere. 
They're, they're, the, they're the people that organize the Memorial Day Parade. They're the people that <clears throat> make sure this happens and the downtown cleanup effort happens. <clears throat> Have you built a good support network under that, that in Manistique so that has some sustainability? Because a lot of it is just capacity, right? A lot of it is just, yep. can we keep this going? Yep. We're constantly trying to recruit people for that. Uh, but a lot of times it does fall back on the same crowd. Uh, but mm -hmm. honestly, this is going to sound weird, but um, COVID gave everybody a break. You couldn't have Folk Fest. You couldn't have a 4th of July parade. Everybody got to take a deep breath and say, I, you know, I was about burned out of running the Folk Fest and I was about burned out of running the car show. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we haven't been able to do it for two years. So now I'm seeing people going, wow, I can't believe we're able to do it again. Let's let's make it bigger and better than ever. That's great. That's great. You run a community hospital, um, a, a non corporate run hospital, or I guess a non-corporate owned hospital. I mean, the two models, pardon me? Independent. Independent. That's the word I was looking for. Um, obviously, that's got a lot of advantages, and certainly there are probably a lot of challenges. I mean, what, what, what it, in the advantage challenge world, how, how does that work out for, for Bob Crum and, and the success you've had there? Yeah, uh, the, the advantage is we're nimble. Uh, we can change on the fly. We can make decisions rapidly. Uh, uh, a good example is I, I've worked in some of the larger corporate structures and uh, recruiting a physician as an example, uh, uh, I can give a physician a offer and a draft contract the day after they leave. In the corporate world, it might take me a month or more to get a contract from corporate and I can tell you, honestly, Steve, I've called some of the docs and said, well, I've got your contract that's coming to you. They said, Bob, I was looking for a job. I found one. That was a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it's gone. And uh, so things like that, we were able to be nimble. Uh, it really helped us during COVID because we could act quickly. And uh, at, during COVID, as you know, things were changing all, almost uh, daily, sometimes not even a whole day. So we were able to keep our incident command team running and, and make changes on the fly. Mm -hmm. On the negative side, you know, it's big capital's difficult. So we're, we're just finishing up a $12.8 million expansion project. It took us three years to secure the money. And in that time, it was a $10 million project, went to 12.8. Well, so, it's a good thing you got it done when you're dead because it's yeah, 60. This has gone up even more. Right now. <laughs> Probably 15 million now. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you've mentioned COVID. Uh, it, it seems like a long time ago, and yet it seems like it's still here. Um, yeah. We've, we've, we've kind of gone back to normal, but yet what the the pandemic or, I, I mean, whatever stage of this pandemic it is, it's a, it's, <laughs> resurging in different places. I mean, it. you know, I think we're getting a little numb to it. And I don't mean, you know, that we don't care about it, but I think it's, it's, it seems like it's been around forever. During COVID, uh, during the high COVID and, and the scary early part of COVID when we didn't know a lot, we were all learning together and, and um, things were changing fast. And 
Um, I, I know for a fact at that point in time that the, the leaders of the hospitals in the Upper Peninsula were quite interconnected and talking all the time about what's yes. going on. Um, now that that is, I don't, now that that is kind of past, I mean, is that that leadership group still talking about healthcare in the UP? Did that give, you know, to give some camaraderie, camaraderie, there's a word, camaraderie, I'm not even try that word. You can, you can leave that in, um, Morgan, because that's just, uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I mean, that's, you know, hey, I'm almost 60. Um, the, I've been doing the Wordle every day, though, and uh, oh, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, hooked on that. Um, with the challenges that we have in the Upper Peninsula, is, there, is that, how do those conversations go now? Do you guys speak frequently and talk about these? I mean, it's got to be on everybody's mind, the same kind of diff demographics we've talked about, and how are we going to do this, and how are we going to make sure that we, you know, provide the best possible care we can? for our, our residents. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, in the height of it, we were meeting every week uh, uh, by teams and uh, comparing notes, what's working, what's not working. Uh, what can we do? Uh, the regional hospital in Marquette's full. Can we take some non-COVID patients back in our small hospitals? You know, that was that's unheard of that they'd transfer somebody to me or one of the other small hospitals. But we had to do that to make room for mm -hmm. uh, very sick COVID patients. And, and that uh, teamwork really worked. We're still meeting every month uh, uh, to uh, compare notes and, and talk about uh, opportunities. Um, and I think that'll go on. And uh, the same happened where uh, we would barely hear from our local health department. Uh, and it got to be where we were on a call every week. What can we do to help you as a hospital? What, can, what do you need? Uh, uh, we'll try to find PPE that you're missing, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which is personal protective equipment. Um, we'll, we'll be the lead on that. You take this. Uh, and those are still going on like once every other month now, even oh. though things have slowed down. And we can ramp that back up if, if things do change. Yeah. So I think it brought uh, a lot of uh, collaboration uh, among, uh, among the diverse uh, groups uh, that I think was valuable and, and I think it should continue mm -hmm. into the yeah. future. If you could uh, kind of going back to the, the previous question, but if, if you can prescribe um, kind of a couple of things uh, in that would be UP-wide that you think would really, uh, you know, bring about maybe renewed economic development thinking in some of these areas. Uh, what would you say? You know, what, what would you say would your priority points be? We need to do one, two, and three. I really think that... Uh... We focus a lot on the, the job. So one of the things I heard at the summit was, um, don't focus on the job. Focus on the, the, uh, the work-life balance, if you will. 
we've got trails, we've got boating, we've got fishing, we've got hunting, we've got uh, bicycle trails, we've got cross-country skiing, we've got snowshoeing, uh, snowmobiles, side-by-sides, you know, uh, golf courses. Don't just say, I've got a physician job, or I've got a nursing job, or I've got a housekeeper job. I I've got an opportunity. One of the things I tell people, uh, no matter who I'm recruiting, whether, whether it's top to bottom, one of the things I love best about uh, Manistique, my wife and I, is we're super centrally located. So I can go to Marquette, but be home and sleep in my bed. I can go to Pictured Rocks, but be home and sleep in my bed. I can go to Tequamanon Falls. I can, I can even go to Porcupine Mountains if I don't spend a whole day there and be back home. Mm -hmm. We love that. You can go to the Grand Hotel and come and walk the porch and be home. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do that in other places. We get mm -hmm. to vacation where we live. And I don't think we sell that enough. Mm -hmm. Important point. Well, thank you, Bob, uh, for taking time out of your very busy day. Um, uh, wonderful to see the success in Manistique and wonderful to see the success of, of Schoolcraft Hospital. It's a important part of our healthcare infrastructure in the Upper Peninsula, and I, I wish you all the best. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you having me on. Have right. a great day. You take care. This has been Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the UP of Michigan. This show has been produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information and to check out additional episodes, visit investupmi.com. You can also download the audio-only version wherever your major podcasts are found by searching Lead to Succeed.